if we were to mark your position every time you're in the saddle out of 10, how would you do? Would it be like a 10 out of 10, the perfect 10? Or would it be, oh, not that much at all? Well, today we're going to talk about how that could indeed be impacting your riding overall. Hi there, my name is Lorna Leeson and this is the Daily Strides podcast, the podcast for equestrians all over the world to help you make a little bit more progress and a little bit more sense about your riding. And the sense, of course, being that when you're actually talking and communicating with your horse, you both understand what's going on. And of course, this is one of the big things that happens when we don't have a correct or a good position in the saddle. We tend not to make a whole lot of sense to our horse. So each week we take a different topic to do with horse riding. We go into it in a little bit more of a detailed way and give you some actionable steps that you can go out that week with a little bit of a goal and a little bit of a plan on working on and really getting things moving forward for yourself and your riding and how it is going to impact everything for you and your horse in your riding. Now, I want something very, very special, first of all, is happening come February that I want you to join us in, but I'll tell you more about that a little bit later on in the episode, but um, just stay tuned for that. And also, if you haven't already, you can pop over to stridesforsuccess.com forward slash halt and pick up the absolutely free training that's waiting for you there, all about the half halt. You might want to do that today after listening to this. So your position in the saddle, oh, it is something riding instructors the world over are talking about all the time on a daily basis. And I think that a lot of riders don't actually know or realize how important their position is to their overall riding, because if they did, they'd make a better effort I suppose in trying to well correct it and correct particularly those little things that end up going around. So why is your position so important? Your position basically, a good position, the long and the short of it, is a good position puts you in the right place to be able to communicate most effectively with your horse. That's it, that's the reason a position is so important. Now Another very important factor, and some people might say, well, that's the most important factor, is also a good position means that your chances of hitting the deck, well, they really do dramatically reduce when you have a good position, okay? So it definitely means that you're more secure in the saddle. And of course, if we're all working towards that independent seat, which is what we're all working towards as riders, um, then definitely your position plays a huge part, like one of the main parts in the whole cultivating an independent seat in the saddle. So that all being said and done, what tends to happen to different riders? Well, we're going to just go through the different areas piece by piece. And if you if you can see yourself in any of these, I'm also going to give you something at the end that's going to help you out with that as well. So the seat. Now, Where a lot of riders go wrong is that they think that the saddle is just for sitting in, okay? But actually, your seat is probably your most important tool when it comes to communicating with your horse, okay? The thing is, if your seat is not correctly placed in the saddle, if you're not sitting pretty, okay, you are going to be talking gibberish to your horse and he can't possibly understand what you're talking about. The other thing is that as you develop as a rider, and you see, this is why I think 
it's important to get a right position from the get-go as you develop as a rider and as you become more proficient as a rider and as you I suppose learn to control your body a little bit more and then also learn more about the nuances that go into actually communicating with the horse your seat becomes more and more important now if you've been taught to ride one way or if you've been allowed to ride one way which is the wrong way (laughs) with your seat not exactly plugged in and connected you are going to pick up so many problems later down the line and you're going to become so frustrated because it's actually going to mean that you have to go right back to the start and start learning all over again. So it would really do you well to pay attention to it at the beginning, okay? So what is a good position when it comes to your seat? Well, basically, you should be sitting on your bum, okay? That's the the long and the short of it. Your bum should not be sticking out behind you, nor should you be leaning back on your bum. So you're almost sitting on your tailbone. You shouldn't be like that either, okay? You should actually, if you could imagine your bum being your seat bones, you want your two seat bones. I use the word plugged in there. You want them plugged into the saddle. And if there's a kind of an analogy that a lot of riders, uh, riding instructors use is that if there was flashlights on those, that they would point straight down to the ground. They wouldn't point backwards towards your horse's hind hooves as they would do if you were maybe sitting a little bit forward or kind of perched in the saddle um, with your maybe your your bum sticking out behind you nor would they point towards your horse's front hooves which would happen if you were rolled back onto your coccyx no you want it that they're pointing straight down okay now the reason this is so important is because your seat needs to carry the rest of you strange as that scene sounds okay but when your seat is plugged in correctly it means that it's almost like a domino effect everything else can kind of go and fall into place from that. So once your seat is in place, the next piece that will fall into place would be your legs and your heels, okay? So the reason your legs can't work if your seat doesn't work is because if you are riding, let's say again, you're perched in the saddle, which means that you're definitely riding with your bum sticking out behind you, okay? You've got an arched back, your bum sticking out behind you. You get this a lot where people are saying to you, shoulders back, and you see riders and their, their back is so arched, it looks so uncomfortable. And meanwhile, all they had to do was really plug in their seat bones. If they had plugged in their seat bones at the beginning, there would have been none of this nonsense about shoulders back, okay? Which I do not like people using that term because it ends up, having that arched back okay so let's say that you are a little bit like that your arched back your bum sticking out behind you what's going to happen is your thighs and your knees actually become your sticker runners on the saddle okay so that's your velcro and of course we can all see that ending badly so you want to make sure that as you're sitting on your bum okay you're sitting nice and tall i know it sounds so basic um but there you go okay nice and simple as you're sitting there that will actually allow first of all your pelvis to open which will in turn allow your legs to drape down your horse's sides now this is important regardless of what discipline you're doing so if you're going to do dressage you're jumping it doesn't matter you don't want to have your legs like a clothes peg on your horse's back so they're kind of like a vice grip they're just clamped on there trying to hold you on no you want your legs lovely they can drape think of drapes think of um, material draping something it's there it's in contact with it it moves with it it's just there almost becomes part of it that is what you want your legs to be on your horse's sides and they can't do that if you are like a clothes peg
Play it simple, okay? So once that's there, we're talking about our legs, we want our legs to drape. Now, a lot of riders make the mistake of trying to grip with the knee. You don't want that. And you do want to have this lovely line, if you can imagine, from your head, through your shoulder, through your hip. Remember, your hip is not your bum, nor is it your belly button. Your hip is there in the middle, okay? In the middle of your body. So head, shoulder, hip, and down towards your heel, okay? Now, if you've got that nice line, what will happen is that if we magically clicked our fingers, made your horse vanish, you'd land on your feet. And isn't that what we all want to do? <laughs> but no, seriously. Um, you are then balanced. You are you are using your own body for balance. You're not relying on the horse. So this is why it's so important. Now, I say heels. Heels are important. Depending on what discipline you're doing, how much weight you are going to have in your heels will vary. Um, jumping, you definitely want your heels down a little bit more than dressage, let's say. But the big thing is you don't want your heels up, okay? You want to elongate the leg. You want your leg nice and long around your horse. Again, coming back to this, it doesn't matter what discipline you're doing, you want to make sure that the weight is coming down through your heel, okay? So you've got the heel down, okay? Um, but what's important as well is that you're, with your knee being off, your knee must not be on, and you can test this on your horse if you're sitting on your horse now. When your knee is off, it actually allows the rest of your leg to be on. Have you noticed that? So if you can imagine you're sitting on your horse now, I want you to put your hand very simply between your knee and the knee roll and you should be able to kind of flop your knee away from that saddle. You should be able to push your knee. So use your left hand, put it between your left knee and the knee roll of your saddle and see if you can push it. If it can, you've got a lovely loose pelvis. That's what you want. It's nice and open. But notice how when you do that, your leg becomes more on, which means it's in contact with the horse all the time. So with your heels down, and if you could think of, again, that position, that line, the head, shoulder, hip, heel line that we're all talking about all the time, riding instructors the world over, if you could do that, you will find then that if your knee is moving about, it actually puts keeps your leg in this lovely kind of contact with your horse. Why do you not want your knees on? Well, two reasons. First of all, you certainly don't want to pivot on them because you'd be a little top heavy, wouldn't you? Oh yes, you would. And secondly, is that your knees act as your shock absorbers along with your ankles. So if they are fixed in any shape, way or form, well, you are going to be bouncing all over the place and that is not going to be enjoyable for either yourself or the horse, okay? So you want to think about that. Now, the final piece that I want to talk about today is your head, your shoulders and your arms. So your head, your head... Ooh, that noggin, okay? Very important that you are carrying your head. And I know that sounds like, well, Lorna, what else would I be doing with it? But you'd be surprised now, okay? So if you could imagine that definitely there was a lovely gap between, or a space, a gap, a space between your chin and your chest, okay? And you want to kind of keep that space free and keep it open there, okay? That's a good way of carrying your head. And of course, where your head is looking is going to definitely impact your position in the saddle and it's going to impact particularly your shoulders, which of course are going to impact your arms. Now, I said earlier, I do not like the term shoulders back. What I want you to rather think about, so making sure, of course, that your seat bones are plugged in there. Uh, what I want you to think about is if you could open the distance between both points of your shoulder across your chest okay so you just want to open that up if you can imagine you want to make it wider you want it to open you want it to be nice and wide and that is what you're looking for rather than the shoulders back if you're doing the shoulders back it generally makes people arch their backs a little bit more okay so we don't want that we want you just nice and supple and loosey goosey there 
So, final piece is the arms, and of course that's the second line we talk about, the one from the elbow down through your hand, through the rein to the horse's mouth. You want a nice straight line there, the line should not deviate off of it, um, or the, the, the rein or the hand should not deviate off that line between the elbow and the bit, okay? So you want to keep that lovely straight line there. And if you could do all those things, as I said, you are going to find that your communication with your horse is just going to get better. Oh yes, it will. It's amazing how it works like that, okay? Now, one of the big pieces to the whole holding the position puzzle, okay, or maintaining, can we not say holding? Holding sounds very stiff. Uh, maintaining the position puzzle is your overall physical fitness. Now, I know a lot of riders are going to go, ah, you know. But you know, it is a team sport. It's you and your horse, you're together, you're out there. You mustn't make him a whole exercise program and then ignore yourself, eh? You are part of that team. So, it's important that you as a rider take responsibility for your fitness and this is where I'm going to invite you to do a little something with me. So kicking off on the 1st of February, we are going to be running the 30 Day Rider Fitness Challenge from the word go and I would love you to be a part of it. You can pop on over to 30dayriderfitnesschallenge.com, you can sign up, it is absolutely free lovely to be part of it with us and uh, we're going to be working through it day by day I'm going to be doing it as well working through it day by day and let's see where we can get within the 30 days okay I hope you have a great one keep well and I'll chat to you soon be good bye bye